Well, ladies and gentlemen, it is the holiest time of the year, the high holy days, as they say, because we as Americans get to enjoy the NFL, NHL, MLB, and NBA. This really is the best time of the year. As a sports fan, you can't help but feel blessed during this festive period. It's pretty amazing. All the NHL that I get to watch (laughs) has been amazing. Just the pucks are going. Pucks are getting deep. People are shooting and they're playing defense, and it's been amazing. Um, <laughs> but no, actually, it has been pretty great to be able to, you know, still be looking forward to my Sundays for the NFL, but then have, you know, pretty much NBA every day mm-hmm. for me to, like, you know, put on if I'm bored. And the World Series is another, you know, big event that I get to look forward to as well. So. I feel like I'm very spoiled right now. Yeah. Um, and I think I need to recognize that. Very <laughs> entitled, as some could say. Well, I wouldn't but, say I'm entitled. I'd but say... the, the most unentitled thing you can do is, is recognize your entitlement. Exactly. And, and that's what we're all about here. And I'd be willing to spread that around. And that's what we're doing here. We're going to tell you guys about all of these sports, give you some of our precious takes, and you can thank us later. Well said. Uh, it is It is only fitting we talk about all four sports during... These holy days, it's what God would want. Um, So without further ado, let's get to it. Uh, The first talking point we have in the NFL, the San Francisco 49ers. And a lot has gone on with our 49ers as of recent. Of course, we have traded for Christian McCaffrey, and boy, did he look good today. Incredible. Um, He played every position today. This is coming off of, uh, if you're listening to this, um, the 49ers have defeated the Rams in L.A., and defeated the Rams for the second time this year, um, completing the sweep for the fourth the season, season in a row. series in the, for the fourth season in a row, um, proving that Kyle Shanahan absolutely owns Sean McVay uh-huh. in the regular season. Let's not let's <laughs> not worry about last, last year. Um, but Christian McCaffrey looks amazing. Yeah, like a, a week where we're missing Debo Samuel, we're missing Juwan Jennings, we're missing Kyle Juszczyk, and our offense looked better than it's ever looked. Literally, yeah. like, and that's just because. How many how many big plays did Christian McCaffrey uh-huh. have? Not only the touchdowns, but the f- he got so many first downs. Yeah, first down, clutch first downs, twenty yard plays when, when we didn't necessarily need them. You know, he's just like he he facilitated our offense, made our offense look like a top ten offense. Mm-hmm. Um, also, let's not forget about Jimmy G though, because Jimmy G played amazing. Yeah, he like that's the best. I think it's the best Jimmy G game I've ever seen. He went twenty one for twenty five. Uh, with two touchdowns and no interceptions. Mm-hmm. Amazing, Jimmy. And I think his passer rating was like over 100. Yeah, so. his completion percentage was so high today. I think um, that year we went to the Super Bowl, Jimmy G had a couple better games. But since Jimmy G got hurt and then came back, yeah. you know, what was that, the, two years ago? Since he got hurt and came back, this is the best I've seen from him. Um, but yeah, Christian McCaffrey is really good at football. Um, like he, you know, he is so insanely talented because he's so dangerous every time he's on the field and he can do so many things to make an offense better and what like what better coach for christian mccaffrey to play yeah. under than kyle shanahan like yeah. i remember when we traded for him i'm like like we haven't even seen the best of christian mccaffrey yet because kyle shanahan is the type of coach to always make running backs better and not only you know not only is christian mccaffrey a running back he's a super versatile tricky you know, always got a hidden trick up his sleeve kind of running back. And that's what Kyle Shanahan does. You know, Kyle Shanahan, or Chris McCaffrey is the perfect player for Kyle Shanahan. He's already a really goddamn good player anyways. And now you're getting him, you know, 
with, with a coach and an offense that can make the most out of him. Like, the 49ers' offense is now dangerous just because of Christian McCaffrey and Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, I think that having that option that we, you know, we sometimes run Debo in, which is like uh, have him as a drop-off, like a little check-down um, option, right? Where you, you, A lot of times you have Debo running routes, and that's kind of what Debo wanted to stray away from this season and last season as a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, we had a limit to Debo and how much we could really do that. Now, with Christian McCaffrey, it's like you have your downfield looks. Today we saw Ayuk play great. But we always know that, you know, there's going to be that Christian McCaffrey bailout. And how many times did that come in clutch today? So mm-hmm. it's it's the bailout that is, like, tur- turns into, I bet he got 10 yards of carry today. I would not be surprised if he got 10 yards of carry today. And then you're wondering, oh, what's going to happen when you put Kyle Shanahan and Christian McCaffrey together? What happens? Oh, well, Christian McCaffrey throws for a touchdown <laughs> on the first drive, the second drive that we have. First scoring drive, right? First scoring drive. Or was the first scoring drive a... Yeah, I think it was the first scoring drive. It was the first scoring drive that they had, yeah, that touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was incredible. I did not expect that. And more than just that, though, and we're, we're, we're harping really on, you know, we're sucking Christian McCaffrey off right now. It's hard now. not to, I mean. <laughs> I, I know, I, I agree. I, I wouldn't, you know, maybe I, uh, maybe I would. Uh, but the defense, we got to talk about the defense yeah. because... Last week against against the Chiefs, our defense looked worse than it has actually ever been. Yeah. And statist- statistically in the Kyle Shanahan era, it was the most points we'd ever given up, mm-hmm. the most yards we'd ever given up, and the most pass yards we'd ever given up. So I, you know, it was basically our worst game ever defensively. <laughs> defensively, yeah. And then today we come out, second half, shutout. Against, yeah. against the Rams. The Rams are not, you know, they haven't been very good they, on offense. Yeah, they've got their problems on offense. But you could see it, right? Every mm-hmm. time someone catches a ball, there's a defender, bam, he's going to hit him, right? Um, right. Couple, couple like, drops that maybe shouldn't have been dropped, but the coverage talking about was that Higby there. drop? No, the Higby drop yeah, was, that was bad. Was very bad. <laughs> that was awful. <laughs> um, but the coverage was always there. They were putting yeah. on a ton of pressure, uh, some great sacks yeah. in the second half. First yeah. half, not so much. Right. Well, um, I remember in the, in the first half, you know, we were getting through their offensive line and just missing Stafford. Yeah. And then in the second half, you know, we sent that extra guy who got to Stafford and forced bad throws or sacked him, uh, and it made a huge difference. You know, the honestly, like, I remember, you know, even like the first, the we, I think we forced the Rams punt on their first possession, but then they scored yes, two. Three they, yeah, they, they scored they scored touchdowns on two consecutive possessions. Yes. Um, and at that point, I'm like, oh no. Um, you know, I, I do think the Chiefs game, you do have to take it with a grain of salt because the Chiefs are good and they have a habit of making defenses look bad to a certain yes, degree. To yes. certain degree. I, I don't know. Like there were some really bad defensive lapses in that game. I yeah. talked about Jimmy Ward to you before, but that uh-huh. was the word. I, I, I can't <laughs> imagine like you're telling me Jimmy Ward is supposed to be some like, like Pro Bowl caliber player, uh-huh. and you you watch that game, you're like, no, this guy is a fucking scrub. <laughs> he was coming off of an injury, so today he played a lot better. Yeah. You know, he had a couple impact impact plays, but it wasn't just him. I think Fred Warner had a great game today. Yep. Um, some really good tackles. He had some nice coverages that, that Bosa and Bosa played great. Yeah, Bosa's so good. And and these are so players good. that were pretty much absent last week. Uh-huh. Um, I know that both of them and a lot more players were kind of iffy on whether or not they were even a play last week so it might just be an injury thing i'm not fully sure but right now the defense looks 
better than, you know, much better than last week. It looks like it's back on track yeah. as a top defense. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I'm not so much concerned about the, the Chiefs loss, but, you know, it, it's the, so the four times we've lost to this year was the Bears. Who was our second loss? Uh, it was Bears, and then we lost to the Broncos, and then it was the Falcons, Falcons and the yeah. Chiefs. I mean, yeah, you know, it's like I, I'm okay with the loss of the Chiefs, um, but like we're you know we should be we should be a team that is a Super Bowl contender, and we're losing to teams that we should brush to the side. And that's the thing, and that's that's like you know wins against the Rams are great, but you still can't but help you you still can't help but feel like you know like those are games we should not have dropped in those games those are games we can't get back you know I, I mean? think I think there's a couple reasons as to why you know we drop those games but the biggest thing that I see and this is the biggest problem with the Niners going forward is Jimmy Garoppolo and and it's because those games that we lost he played bad it's very simple the Broncos game the Falcons game he played bad and and there were some some game-changing moments that just went the wrong way because Jimmy made a bad throw. And in this game, that didn't happen, right? I, I think that it's partially because of the addition of Christian McCaffrey and how that kind of helped Jimmy settle in. Mm-hmm. Also gave him an option whenever it's like, yeah. oh, you know, we don't have anybody downfield. You don't have to throw it downfield or you don't have to try to make this little check down look to Debo, who's like 10 feet out and someone who's going to, Pat, bat it up in the air right, like, yeah. like you don't have to do that necessarily so i think it's going to get a little bit better but the whole season rides on jimmy g because this th- this is all the niners have, like like we're going to win games because if jimmy g plays good enough our team is good enough to win mm-hmm. but i am concerned my biggest concern about this whole team is what if we get to the playoffs and we have a jimmy g stinker yeah no it's like do we trust jimmy g to go Four playoff, you know, four games in a row against yeah. playoff teams without laying an egg. Like, I don't know. That's that's the thing is like, that is the risk that we take as <laughs> as a 49ers team. And I am still like of of the belief that if Trey Lance was healthy, he was the guy this year. And mm-hmm. I don't care. But it's just because we've seen it happen over and over and over again. Yeah. How we get to the playoffs and our worst player is our quarterback. And it hurts. Yeah. Um, At the end so, of the day, like you need a good quarterback to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. So I'm I'm confident right now. Coming off of this win, it shows that our offense is very capable when Jimmy G is playing well. Yeah. And our defense is still very capable. That wasn't last week was not the destruction of our defense. Yeah. And now we're done. You know, we we are still capable of being like a top three defense in the league, and our offense is capable of winning a bunch of games. So, the Niners, I think after today, we can say that they have a Super Bowl ceiling. We can remind ourselves. Yes. The ceiling for the Niners is a Super Bowl. The team that played today can win a Super Bowl. Yes. Um, and that it makes me happy. So, yeah. So I love Christian McCaffrey yeah. now. He went to Stanford. It would be very entitled to, to not be thankful for a team with a Super Bowl ceiling. Of course. Not every team has that privilege. There are many teams and that we, do not. And we like to be unentitled here. How about, how about the sports. Rams? What do you think about them? Um, do you think that that's a team that could potentially win a Super Bowl this year? Uh, yeah. Um. I mean, yeah, you know, they they have the same core that won a Super Bowl last year, and you know, we as Niners aren't that much better than them mm-hmm. record wise, and and like, you know, like under you know, like both of us, both 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 the Niners and Rams are underperforming to similar degrees, um, and it's like, 
you know, if if we have if 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 we as if we as Niners fans can feel like that, then the Rams, you know, it's like, well, yeah, these guys six months ago or not six months ago, but you know, like eight months ago, ten months ago, won a super or eight or nine months ago, won a Super Bowl. Twelve months ago. Shut up. Fourteen um, months ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they did win a Super Bowl. You're right. Yeah. It's it's a similar group, but they did lose some key pieces, right? They don't have Odell Beckham anymore. They don't have Von Miller. Um, yeah. And Allen Robinson had not been playing well at all up to this point. Um, Sta- I think the Stafford biggest difference is Stafford. Yeah, that, that's yeah. what I was about to say. Stafford that, that, has just not been playing. That for thumb the same. surgery is yeah. He can't do his you know, he can't do his backwards sidearm you know <laughs> spinning elbow throws anymore with that thumb no, surgery. That was ridiculous. <laughs> just for the people who are listening now, um, the announcers kept fucking dick riding. Matt Stafford, when he made this fucking stupid ass, <laughs> he made like an underhand throw. Yeah, it was an incomplete pass. Incomplete. Like, it, 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 it he, dropped, he missed his guy. It, it literally it was dropped short. before the receiver could get it. It was an end zone pass. Yeah. He didn't get it. And there, were, there was a foul on the play. So they ended up coming back. But they were like, oh my goodness. You see how he, it's basically underhand how he slings that thing in there. <laughs> what a great throw. Yeah, it's like, like, what do you mean a great throw? Yeah. He like, he it missed. threw the football in an <laughs> unconventional way and it missed. Like, that's not what a good throw is. Yeah. And like, the the announcers that the announcers have been doing that for a long time. I remember like even when he was in Detroit, like, mm-hmm. oh my god, what a sidearm throw. <laughs> like, he, he's been doing that for he's been doing that since he's been in the league. He's been yeah. in the league for a decade now. Like it's not that cool. Like Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. You see players like Patrick Mahomes and, you know, Kyler Murray, you know, some people do it, you know, and it's it's <laughs> you know, it's it's not new anymore. It's not new. If you if you fuck up that pass like you messed up. Like it's yeah. like if you did a bicycle kick in soccer and it just went right over the net. Like <laughs> yeah. are you gonna be like, Wow, what a kick. Yeah. No, you're not. You're gonna be like, What the fuck? Like <laughs> yeah. why didn't he just head it? <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, I think in terms of the Niners, that's all I have to say. Um and of course we represent all teams, all teams of the NFL. But for today, uh the Niners are all we have. Yeah, um, I actually would like to talk about the Buccaneers a little bit. Okay, um, all right, yeah. Because Thomas Brady. I honestly, the NFL as a whole. I remember I was telling you earlier today, like the NFL kind of sucks this year. Like, yeah. there's so like all the all the good teams are bad and all the bad teams are good. Like, yeah, you know what I heard? I heard that, and th- this is an interesting take, and I kind of can see how this is happening. That last year, you know, there was a great group of older quarterbacks in the league. And there's a great group of younger quarterbacks in the league. Now we're kind of getting to the point where it's those older quarterbacks aren't as great anymore, mm-hmm. and the younger quarterbacks are still good. Yeah. So the Chiefs are great, the Bills are great, the Eagles are great. You know these teams that are led by good young quarterbacks. Uh-huh. But then where are the Packers? Yeah. Where are the Bucks? Yep. You know the, uh, where's where's Russell Wilson? Yeah. You know where, where are the Broncos? These older quarterbacks are kind of getting worse, which makes the whole quality of the league just kind of lower, you know? Yeah, no, for real. You know, it's either, right now, I feel like it's either like, oh, you're a young stud, or you're an old great, or you're Kirk Cousins. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> um, Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's facts That's facts as fuck. Um, yeah, no, I mean, they're like, the Packers are shit in the bed this year. The, you know, the Buccaneers are shit in the bed this year. Um, you know, and... Wow, crazy! You know, Father Time actually catches up to people. And, you know, it's like here's the thing: it's like, you know, just because just because you know you're you know outperforming expectations when you're 38 and 39 doesn't mean you're going to continue to outperform expectations when you're 40, 44, and 44. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, but you know, like it, it does kind of make for a 
shittier league, honestly. It's like Absolutely. You know, it's like why the hell the why the hell the Jets and the Giants like why are Daniel Jones and Zach Wilson like quarterback or playoff quarterbacks right now? What the hell? Like <laughs> like I don't wanna I don't wanna fucking like imagine having to watch, you know, Daniel Jones versus uh Taylor Heineke in January, you know, actually, the, <laughs> oh, that's not yeah, yeah, the, the, the commanders stink, but you know, it's like, uh, Daniel Jones versus Geno Smith. Geno Smith. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Like we're like, that's a playoff matchup we could get. Um, yeah. and it, yeah, you know, it's like, um, you know, it's like you have, you have all these talent, you have all this talent. Well, I guess the Packers don't really have that much talent, but you know, like the Buccaneers have all this talent that wants to play, you know, around Brady and they're just not, they're just not doing it. You know, all, there's all this talent that's not winning. Um, and I think that makes for a worse league. Um, uh, but such such is life, I guess. Um, it's an interesting time, you know. Uh, yeah, no, we're getting old. I'm really excited to see where the league goes forward from here. Um, you know, there are <laughs> the whole some... league is in a rebuild. Honestly, low key, it's, it's yeah. not. It's not just that teams are in a rebuild. Like the league itself is is, is having a rebuild. Yeah. That's, it's, that's, ta- it's tanking for Wembenyama. That's kind of facts. Like <laughs> like you know, these quarterbacks are going to continue to be great. And if you have found one, I think. You're in a great spot going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple couple guys that are coming out of college right now: Hendon Hooker, Bryce Young. Like there's a, there, I think there's a good quarterback crop this year. DTR. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm not sure about Dorian Thompson Robinson. But there's that guy from Florida. That guy from Florida is supposed to be great. Uh, I don't, I don't know his name. Um, I think that there's another young group coming in. So in a few years, we're not going to have Tom Brady in the league. We're not going to have Aaron Rodgers in the league. And yeah, it's going to be a I, whole different league. I, I'd be. I'd low-key be surprised if either one of them comes back after this year because it's like, why you like why are you playing football at 40 years old to miss the playoffs? Well, Tom Brady, that's interesting. Because I think Tom Brady will keep playing because he just got divorced, right? Like, like what hey, else is he going to do now? Like, I don't know. Like, I, I felt like the it, the choice go for on him a, was go like... Go on a sex spree? I mean... <laughs> he, he, could, he could do that while he's in the league. I don't that's, know. Um, yeah, that's true. Probably wouldn't, though. Yeah, so yeah, you gotta, you gotta, yeah. I feel like you got to commit to your craft one way or the other. But I felt like it was... He was, he was either going to like retire and save his marriage, or he was gonna say fuck it, fuck it, we get ball. divorced, and then ball out. just keep playing football forever. And uh-huh. I feel like now he's divorced, and now it's like, all right, what am I gonna do? Let's just keep playing football. Like I think next year, even if he tries to retire, I th- the same thing's gonna happen where he's gonna be like, I can't do it. Fuck. <laughs> like no, I'm going back. Yeah. yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe he's just gonna play till he physically can't. And maybe yeah, maybe he'll play until he's not good enough to be a quarterback in the yeah. league. Maybe. But. Then, then again, you also have to you also have to think about like, how does that affect his his legacy and his pride? You know, it's like, do you want to keep playing if you know you're gonna suck? I don't know. I feel like with with Brady, he can suck forever. That's and true. People are still gonna regard him as the goat. Like, yeah. you look at seven rings, like all of the stats. Yeah, you know, like like you can't really use bad seasons when you're 45 yeah, years old against like, against someone. It's like look at Michael Jordan. Yeah, he had the best. He had the best. He had the best season that any 45 year olds ever had. Yeah, facts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> literally, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's like you see these. I, LeBron is an exception. No one's really, no one's really. People shit on LeBron for his yeah his poor for doing it, yeah for doing incredible seasons. things at the at right the age, age of thirty eight yeah. yeah um but, but LeBron's most though. players it's like oh you see Peyton Manning right Peyton Manning in his last years were not good he, he was, was not on the Broncos no he was not he had a noodle arm he couldn't he was good at the beginning his last like year was Bro, I remember LeBron. I remember um first of all didn't he win a Super Bowl in his last year. I don't think he won a Super Bowl in his last year. Uh, can I can I fact check you? 
Let's do it after the podcast. Okay. No, let, let's do it right or, now. Or, so or during, I'll, I'll do a little. Um, yeah. Well, I, I've, I'll do a little NHL preview. Nah, that's okay. That's okay. Because <laughs> um, I, I, I know uh, one season, one of the seasons, Peyton Manning was on the Broncos. He set a, a NFL record for touchdowns in a season, um, which has since I think been broken. But you know, at the time, he set a record. Um, and oh, would you look at that? He won a Super Bowl in his last year. With... Von Miller won a Super Bowl in his last year. Von Miller's on the Bills right now. He was on the Broncos when they won a Super Bowl, bitch. That wasn't you his last it. year. Bro- he was on the Bills when... No, it was Peyton Manning's <laughs> last year, is what yes. I'm saying. Vaughn Miller won a Super Bowl. Uh, I'm just saying Peyton Manning was not very good. Everyone who's listening right now, if you have an opinion on whether or not Peyton Manning was good in his last year, please um, send me a booty pic. He, he led the league in completions, yards... And touchdowns. Yard, he's, he's in his second season in Denver. He won MVP and set the record for yards and touchdowns. Okay, well, in his um, last year, he had and a, then had he a won career a Super Bowl. low in yards. Well, that's because um, he played ten games. Uh, well, he was maybe hurt because he was old. Right, and he was doing great. Like he was still doing incredible things for a forty-one-year-old. He won a Super Bowl. Um, I'm gonna have to call that an alternative fact and disagree. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Um, NHL, baby. Or before before we transition away from from football, uh, exciting. No, I've been embarrassed. I don't want to talk about it anymore. You want to talk about how you beat me in fantasy? Oh no, and I do want to talk about. Yeah, it. yeah, we're talking about fantasy. All right, let's so, put me back on top. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Lucas needs this. Um, I'm pi- I'm picking you up. You owe me one. Okay, thank um, you. Thank you. Appreciate that. So, my fantasy season through uh, eight weeks now. This is week. This is week eight. eight. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. Wow. Fucking time flies. I know. Um, can be described as mediocre because I'm five and three in one league, four and four in another league, and three and five in the other league. A solid five hundred. So yeah. Um, and this week, Lucas had a great week though. I'll, I'll, I'll I let did. You, I'll yeah. let you tell so, our, our I listeners. Mean, so far, my fantasy uh, seasons have been going very well in four leagues. Uh, my worst team right now. Is three and five after today's win over Ryan Greenberg's big nuts Lutz uh, <laughs> team, and I have a team that is absolutely insane. I actually have two teams that are really good. One of my teams is absolutely insane, sitting at six and two now, first place in my league. Um, another one I won with a historic amount of points, two hundred and twenty-two fantasy yeah. points. My team put up, and I am leading the league in scoring. However, this win makes me four and four <laughs> on the year, so that is some bullshit. Uh, and my other team is five and four, or my other team is five and three now. Um, so I have uh, a slightly above five hundred, actually significantly above five hundred across my fantasy leagues. Um, but yeah, that two hundred twenty-two point bomb today. I could go over it. It was just you know led I don't, by. I some... don't think you're leading the league in points though, because Dylan. Oh, I am. Because I was leading the league, I'm leading the league in points to this point, and oh, I score the most. Dylan, Dylan week. put up 200. That's the thing is, uh, but, like, but you were Dylan has the second best team, and he beat me last week. And I'm four and four. Dylan is going to be six and two this week. Sounds like you don't have the best team. I definitely do have the best team. <laughs> um, I put up 222. Will be leading the league in, in points. Um, my team is made up of, and ah no, this isn't the great team, but whatever. This is a great team. Uh, leading leading scorers this week were Christian McCaffrey, who had an amazing game we talked about. 40 points. Tony Pollard, who I started in three leagues this week, getting 33 fantasy points. Um, and then everyone else was in 
uh, double digits, many people scoring 20 to 30 yeah. fantasy points. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to say that uh, curse the football gods for having me play Lucas when Austin Eckler's on a bye. Um, he is my whole team at that point. Yeah, I only won by 30, though, so... Uh... <laughs> right, and Austin, you know, so also, who, who did I play at Flex? Let's see. You played your Flex was Michael Carter, who got 10 points. Right, and I think... So, if, and if, so Eckler's good for 25, so I probably lose by 5. Sorry, Eckler's good for 35. Okay, and so, so then you'd lose by 5. I'd probably lose by 5. Um, but maybe maybe if uh, maybe if Eckler's playing on Sunday... Then Tony the, Pollard the, gets scared and and doesn't score three touchdowns. Yeah, or or the, the Buccaneers defense go, oh, Austin Eckler's playing Sunday? Uh-huh. we got to step it up on this Thursday night. Yeah, and then they don't and they don't get me a goose egg. You're right. Um, or maybe, or maybe Will Lutz doesn't miss a field goal. Or maybe, or maybe. Uh, did you have any Chargers players? I did not have any Chargers players. Well, maybe those Chargers players you didn't have would have played differently. Facts. Um, <laughs> I think you can just count this as a win. Yeah, honestly, yeah. like if if Austin Eckler plays, I win. All right, facts. Fuck a thirty point difference. Um. Okay. Greenberg, would you like to talk about the? National Hockey League. I would love to, Lucas. Um, and it is early. It is very early in the season. Uh, and the Sharks are winning a couple too many games. Uh, last I checked, we are 3-7. and seven, But okay. I will fact check myself right now. Um, but we are in that range, which is, you know, we're on the right track, but we could be doing better at what we're trying to do, and that is lose. Because uh, there is a absolute, yeah, we are, actually, sorry, we're 3-8 and eight right now. Um, All right. And we we should probably lose um, because we kind of stink. Um, and there's this really good player who's going to go number one overall. His name is Connor Bedard. And he would look very good in teal. Um, Connor Bedard. That sounds like a good hockey name. Yeah. Yeah. No, you just look like you, you could see this guy on the street and, you know, not even know he plays hockey. And you're like, that guy's good at hockey. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and the the sharks are you are know, three and eight. That's pretty bad. But we could be doing worse because our uh, our our friend Eric Carlson, who we traded for all the way back in twenty eighteen, and for four years was garbage, absolute garbage in the sharks. We you know we we sent we sent the Ottawa Senators a king's ransom for Eric Carlson, and he has not lived up to it at all. And then you know we, then we signed him to. You know, one of the rich, you know, one of the five biggest contracts in NHL history hasn't lived up to it at all. And Eric Carlson, you know, I think destroyed the Sharks because all our money's tied up in him, and we had to let Pavelski walk because we chose Carlson. And then he started playing hurt, and then the defense fell apart. And then when he came back, he wasn't any good. And then he—that's just more money we have to keep paying him. And then everybody starts leaving because we don't have money to give him. And Eric Carlson killed the Sharks. Eric, Eric. Carlson. Yeah. He came from the Ottawa <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, no, yeah. He he's doing to us what Darwin Nunes is doing to Liverpool. No, um uh and and now we're like, all right, you know what? We suck now. So let's keep sucking till we get better. And now Eric Carlson's like, no, I'm gonna start scoring a goal every a goal every game and start winning for you guys and screwing this franchise even more. Eric Carlson is playing his best hockey in a Sharks jersey. And it's it's at the absolute worst time. Um, it's not good. And yeah, you know, and the the only good I can see coming out of this is if Eric Carlson plays well enough for long enough, you know, at the trade deadline, we can we can send him to a team that 
you know, is, is looking to bring on another defenseman. But it's going to be really difficult to do that because any team that's good enough to trade for a player of Carlson's caliber to try to win a Stanley Cup, they're not going to have the they're not going to have the cap space for him. So realistically, mm-hmm. we we would have to take on at least half his salary, which you know at, at this point it's is like is that you, okay? No? I uh you well you can you can still like pay. I don't know I don't know how it works. I don't know how it works salary cap wise, but like who's paying who? Yeah, the the Sharks are still paying Martin Jones to be the Philadelphia Flyers backup. Well, I'm I'm thinking like, what is wrong with like you know, just taking on that contract, getting a pick out of it, and just saying whatever. Are we just not rich enough to afford that, or like, well, what, it's, what, it's, what is what would be better for the franchise, taking on half of that contract to not have not have Carlson on the team and have a pick, or keep Carlson for full price for full price, yeah. Um. Definitely, definitely send him out and you know drop half his salary. It, it it's just like any any time you're you're like all right we're paying we're paying a player six million dollars to not play for us. Mm-hmm. You're just like oof. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. You know you know your franchise isn't in good shape if if that's the case. Is this the last year of his contract? No. Um, Do we have to continue paying him? Uh, it depends. I guess. It, I get. I think it depends. Um, I yeah. I, I don't know the details of that of that kind of stuff. Um, I think Eric. So Eric Carlson signed a seven-year, ex- seven, year? seven years. It was either seven or eight um, in twenty nineteen. So twenty nineteen. So my senior year, my, oh my junior, God. my senior freshman year, sophomore year. This is the fourth year of his contract. So this is year four of either seven or eight. So we are responsible for him for a long time. Um, um, which yeah, also makes also makes trading him more difficult because it's like whatever team is trading for him gets three or four you know two or three more years of him um yeah and so it is it is a very difficult situation i mean this is incredibly unrealistically optimistic but maybe by year seven of eric carlson's contract he somehow doesn't suck and we also don't suck but like the odds of that happening are like nil um yeah, yeah. and and yeah so it, it, it we're, we're we're in a real we're in a real eric carlson pickle um because he is just doing all the things we don't want him to do um, is he the Russell Westbrook of hockey? Ah. Uh, um, in terms of in terms of how he's kind of declined, yes. But Eric Carlson's still like a really good dude, and he's a good teammate. Okay. And he doesn't make players around him kind of worse, and he doesn't like drag the whole team down. He doesn't necessarily make his teammates play worse, and he doesn't like attract you know like you know he does, he doesn't like go to war with the media like. Every day, like you know, he's 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 a good teammate and he's a respectful dude to the media. Um, he's a good he's a good guy in the locker room, um, but his performance has not been up to what we need from him. Similar to Russ. All right. That is a comparable comparison. Um, one other thing I want to talk about, just so we're not you know completely Bay Area centric. Uh, when I was perusing through the NHL standings, the only thing that really stood out to me through the 10 games that have occurred so far in this young season is the Toronto Maple Leafs are looking to be in real bad shape. They are four and six. And one of those losses came to the Sharks in Toronto. Um, and you know, this is, this is just real, you know, at least, at least we're not Maple's fans, Luke, Maple Leafs fans, Lucas, because, yeah, thank um, God. <laughs> because Maple Leafs fans have been getting eliminated in the playoffs in the first round of the playoffs or second round of the playoffs Year in, year out, when they have a team that should be winning the Stanley Cup or playing in the Stanley Cup, they always make the playoffs and look good. And it, you know, similar to what the Sharks did for fifteen years, right. you know. Um, yeah. But at least the Sharks did make it past 
the second round a couple of times. Toronto's never done that, and you know it's it's getting to a point now like where this is unexcusable. You know, like Toronto's had a team good enough for a couple seasons now, and in those couple seasons they they have to have figured it out by now, and now they just seem to be going backwards. But there is plenty of time for it to turn around in Toronto. But it is something to keep an eye on because it is now within the realm of possibility that Toronto completely falls apart like the Sharks did, you know, in in uh, three years ago. The Utah Jazz of the NHL. No, because the Utah Jazz were never good enough to be like, all right, yeah, like, like this team's going to win it. The Houston Rockets. Yeah. The, NHL. the Boston Celtics. No, because Boston no. did. Boston before this year. Actually, Boston kept playing in the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, Houston's... The, the Sixers. Okay. The yeah. Sixers of the... of the. Uh, so the current... I guess... I guess, yeah, the current Sixers. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, okay. All right. Um, that is enough hockey content until March. Um... Unless anything exciting happens, I mean, I'll be watching every day. So, <laughs> um, and uh, there's this there's this thing going on in this sport called baseball, called the World Series. Uh, Lucas, would you like to tell us more about that? Yeah. So the World Series is where you have one team that cheats, right? <laughs> and then the other one cheats more, and then yeah. the team that cheats more usually wins. Yeah. Um, just kidding. I do have a take about that, but we'll get there. Um. The Philadelphia Phillies are playing against the Houston Astros. It's currently 1-1 one to one in the series. Phillies took game one in Houston, which is a really big win after yeah, going down 5-0. to zero. Yeah, it's been, like, um, against the manner they did it, too. Yes. and Great with, for Philly. With, uh, like, Phillies, even even after they lost game two, Phillies still got to feel good with where they're at. Absolutely. I think they took they took down Justin Verlander. But now, I you know, I've been on this take. I think that the Houston Astros are a much better team than the Philadelphia Phillies. Now... Game three coming up tomorrow. Uh, you have Noah Syndergaard on the mound. Noah Syndergaard, who has been coming out of the bullpen for all of the playoffs. So why is he starting? He's starting because they don't have another starter that's good. Um, <laughs> and he's been playing pretty well out of the bullpen. Um, although his fastball right now sits at about 93 miles an hour. You and, might remember Noah Syndergaard. Yeah, didn't he used to pump 100? 100 to 101 late in games. Um, he was kind of like a Jacob deGrom uh, back then, but now, you know, post Tommy John post, I think, another shoulder injury. Yeah, post three Tommy Johns. Yeah, he's a completely different player now, but yeah. he has a good curveball, um, and he's a you know you wouldn't think of this, but uh, he's a he's a location pitcher. So um, <laughs> we'll see how that how that goes. I am obviously rooting for the Phillies. I think that all of America, outside of Houston, is rooting for the Phillies. I have a different reason, however, as to why I'm rooting for the Phillies. Most people hate the Astros because they cheated. I don't really care that much. And why don't you care that much? I don't really care that much because of a lot of reasons. And I don't really want to argue about it. What's, I, what's the one reason? Tell 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 the you want, you want a few reasons? I, I can explain. I'll explain. Just there's a the, couple the things. one I'm talking about. You know you know which one. Uh, I don't really know which one. <laughs> um okay. The one I guess is that uh, in baseball cheating is just kind of a part of the No, I'm talking about the it's one kind where of what it's you do. It's okay to cheat if it's against the Dodgers. That's oh Lucas's. no, that's facts. That's Lucas. That's not even. That's not even an opinion. <laughs> that's just facts, bro. You think that the Dodgers aren't doing shit like that, bro? The Dodgers are swindling. They're getting every little fucking thing that they can out of this league. Like, <laughs> how do you think that they sign MVP after MVP after MVP? You think they're not colluding? Of course they fucking are. <laughs> they have people after every game. They probably fucking hire fans to just go and and talk to these players. Hey, try the Dodgers. 
Oh, we got 50 million. You think they're just paying them 50? No, they're paying them way fucking more because the Dodgers have the money and they have they they will do anything to just secure wins and guess fucking what? They lost again. Let's go. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah. I hate the Dodgers. I think that you should actually be allowed to shoot against them. I think that should be a rule. Um, but separately from that, which is not that's not the reason why I am not that upset about the Astros. I'm not that upset about the Astros because it was 5 years ago and now you have an Astros team that is pretty much completely new many of the staff members have been fired you have a new manager you have a pretty much entirely new pitching staff um the only players that are really around from back then are Jose Altuve Alex Bregman and Yuli Gurriel um Verlander was on that team when they won the ring didn't wasn't he I don't even I don't even know honestly I don't know I can't remember I was thinking about it. I was like, "Oh my God, was was Verlander?" Let's, on the let's team? fact check ourselves. Cause um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure myself. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say no. I don't think he was. Uh, but we're gonna go ahead and fact check anyway. This fact check uh, is brought he, to you by. He was. He got traded to them that season. Oh man. Um, I know. Whatever. But the pitching staff wasn't cheating. It was. It was the batters that were cheating. So um, I think that's one reason. Another reason is just because the relationship that baseball has had with cheating over the past like recent history with like you're looking at the MLB putting in juice balls for primetime games and dud balls for non-primetime games that is way worse than what the Astros did I mean like that is they were literally doing it so that way they could pay the players less and have more viewership right they're changing the baseballs like that's what the MLB was doing one team was stealing signs stealing signs is a big part of baseball it happens all the time at the lower levels, not from a camera. I agree that yeah, that's, yeah. that's where it crosses the line. You shouldn't be using a camera for it, but it doesn't change all of baseball. You still got to hit the ball. You don't always know what signs. Yeah, but it's coming. so easy to hit the ball if you know what pitch is coming. You don't necessarily know what pitch what pitch is coming. All you know is the signs. If you know this, you have to pick the signs first, right? If they are throwing down the signs, that, oh, what do I know? What's three, two, four, one? I don't know for the first three times that I see it, and then I pick it up, right? And then I'll say on the third at bat. Now I realize, oh, that's going to be a curveball. So two times in that bat, I'll be able to tell them what pitch is coming. And then they still got to swing at it. And they got to hit it. And if you're trying to hit a 93-mile-an-hour cutter on the outside corner, it doesn't matter that much if you know it's going to be that. Like, it's going to uh, help a little bit. But is it know, going man. to be the difference? If you if you take an MLB team that goes to the playoffs, right? Say this year, the Seattle Mariners. And you gave them the advantage that the, that the Houston Astros had, they're not winning this, the the World Series. They're not. They're, they're like it's it's not going to give them that big of an advantage. The the Astros are a very 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 good team. Um, they shouldn't have cheated, but I think now that we're five years away from what happened, people should not be hating on them. Well, it was five years. That. It was let's five hate years, on them for a different reason. It was five years since they since they won a championship doing it, but they they did it as recently as three years ago. Um. I will explain to you why you are wrong. Giants fans okay. believe that it is okay to cheat because Giants fans watched a cheater hit 72 home runs in a season, and the only reason they think it's okay is because it happened in a Giants uniform. A's fans, the ones who are pure to baseball, the ones who are true to tradition, the ones who have brains in their heads, the ones who can think for themselves, hmm. the ones who realize it's not always about, oh, let's just cheat and hit a bunch of home runs and then... Win 106 games, 107 games, and not win a World Series, and then nah, 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 nah. 
A's fans had to suffer at the hands of the Astros for three years because these motherfuckers cheated their way through a 162-game regular season. We had to play in two wild or we had to play in two wild card games when we were like 90. We were a 96-win team playing in a fucking wild card game because the Astros cheated their way to like 97 or 98 wins, and we had to lose those wild card games when we could have had home field advantage in the ALDS and you know had five games to beat a team. But we had to lose in two wild card games in a row, and then that core that we had that was very capable of winning a championship, we had to blow it up because we couldn't win with them because the Astros cheated, and we had to you know lose two wild card games because of them. Hmm. <laughs> and I also disagree with what you said about it still being hard to hit a pitch if you know if you like. What are you talking about? You, okay, it's it would be hard for you to hit a pitch. It would be hard no, for me to would, hit a pitch. It would be hard for Jose Altuve to hit it. If you are a major league baseball player and you know where the ball is going to be, like you do not know where the ball is going to be, you just know what pitch is coming. Okay, if you know if you know a half cur- the if fucking you know, time if you they know, know what a curve is coming. If you know a curveball is coming, you can sit back on it and juice it. If you know a fastball is coming, you know you can get out in front of it and juice it. Do you know that? Like, so many so many pitchers rely on changing speeds to get batters out. And changing pitches to get batters out, and if you take that away from them, pitchers can't be good. That's true to an extent. I think, but like half the time, like like you 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 see me watch a baseball game, right? I'll tell you what, like I can tell you what pitch is gonna come, like to to like a sixty percent accuracy. Right, but here's because the thing. of the of the situation. If if, if you're standing, if you're standing that. in the batter's box, like yes. all right, like you're if you're an MLB batter, you understand pitch sequencing. I, right, but there's a difference between knowing what pitch is gonna come. And being like, oh, okay, well, like last time a hitter was in this situation, this is what he did. But, but like these, hitters, I don't know, it's probability. These, you know, like these hitters guess, they guess all the time. Right. That's why you see, and you that's don't why need you see and, players and if you swinging can, out of and their if you, boots. Right, and you and the Astros took that away. But the Astros and, took that I'm away. If if you're guessing right two times more in at bat, it's gonna help. But it's, it's not like people are guessing right all the time. They're guessing right all the time, and, and they're they really ex- only guessing they really because it seems like they're guessing right. About twenty-seven percent of the time, if no, you know, that's not true. Th- that's not true. You, if you guess right, you have probably a 33 percent chance of hitting it. Right? Like it's it's not like like every time that you got a hit, it's because oh, I knew a pitch was coming. I put my bat on it at the right time. No, it's like if if you know a fastball is coming, it doesn't matter. Like ninety percent, not ninety percent of the time, seventy percent of the time, it doesn't matter because these guys are throwing. You don't know where the location is going to be. They're throwing it at fucking 99 miles per hour. So even if you do know where the location is going to be, you're not going to necessarily put your bat on it and square it up, right? You have to be seeing the ball very, very well. Right, but, but but that's implied if you're a professional baseball player. No, it's not. It it's, is. It's just not. Like, uh, you could take Bryce Harper and put him up against uh, a, a D1 pitcher, and Bryce Harper's going to hit 400. That's how sixty percent of the time he's gonna he's gonna get right, it. and that and that and that that's the thing. The difference between a bad baseball team and a good baseball team is five percent. That's true, and that is what the that's why and, the playoffs are so random. That, anyway, what do you like, talk? Okay, yeah, the playoff like, the playoffs is it's getting it's like, that extra five percent in baseball can take you so far, and that's what the Astros but did not in the playoffs. Like having an extra five percent chance. What of are winning. you talking say, about? Say you had an extra five percent chance of winning, right? It does. Does it mean that you're going to win the World Series? No. Maybe it means you have an it's extra five percent chance. It's not winning. It's when World every Series. single at bat, you know, changing. Because you know, here's the thing: if you have a guy who can hit two seventy and a guy who can hit three thirty, or even three ten, you know that that's a four percent difference, and that's a huge 
difference in the caliber of a player that makes you. Well, why don't we look at Jose Altuve's stats from those years, right? Or or look at Alex Bregman's stats from those years versus these years, right? How much better were they actually hitting? It's probably marginal to the point where it actually doesn't even show up on their batting average necessarily, right? It's it, it's not that whatever whatever. You know what? I agree. They did it. They did something wrong. They did something wrong. They should not have done that. They should be punished more than they were punished. They were not punished that hard. They just lost draft picks for a year. They were fined like $20 million. They should have been punished more. But five years later, after doing something like that, I don't think we need to care anymore. I know, I, Matt I know Chapman and Matt Olson would still be playing for the A's, and they would have a ring if they didn't do it. That's <laughs> yes. why I'm pissed. They'd have a ring. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, Oakland A's are going to Vegas. How about that? Shut up. I, I will I will not entertain this this topic of discussion. Manfred. On my on my podcast, um, man, bro, honestly, like, no, but real talk, like, Manfred's been saying shit like that for years because he's a fucking useless pile of horseshit who doesn't do his fucking job, and it's like, oh, the A's should move move out of Oakland. Oh, the A's should move out of Oakland. Yeah, no shit, no shit. You you come out that you you think of that yourself, but like you've been saying that for four years now, and like, you know, and and what what have you done? What have you done to help the A's? get out of the Coliseum. You know, it's like the A's are actually working to, you know, move to Howard Terminal and build that stadium. You're just like, I think the A's should move out of Oakland. Like, <laughs> shut up, dude. You're I, I just shut love, up. I love how this is what baseball brings out of us. You know what I mean? This is the side that baseball... Baseball pisses me off. Man. No, and, and that's fact. And it's because, it's because Basketball like, makes me happy. No, baseball pisses like, me off. so true. Tell me if I'm wrong about this, but like your baseball team, like to me, like my baseball team means so much to me. Like it... It means more to me than like, I, I don't maybe just because I don't I don't like experience that much of like other fan bases in the NBA, but like, the Giants to me are like that's my fucking team. They have to be good, like, you know I mean? like, and I care, and I, I can't and, tolerate them like, being to bad to the point where it's like, I I like like then again, like I don't give a fuck if a team cheats to beat the Dodgers. I don't care. <laughs> that's, that's, like that's, I hate that's the warped. Dodgers. Admit like admit that that's warped. Like yeah, I understand. No, but I, I would that's what I'm saying. I don't know. It's just like the allegiance that I think baseball brings. Something inherent about a baseball team that like makes you care so much. You know? Mm. I don't know, man. I I don't know. I I love baseball. I love baseball. Yeah. I love the Giants. Go Giants. Anyways. Um, oh wait, can I talk about the Giants for a second? Sure. Um, <laughs> Uh, the Giants are front runners right now to sign Aaron Judge, and he think and he does like no, imagine no, 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 no. imagine being so entitled that you don't want your team to sign Aaron Judge. No, 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 no. Okay, I have I have changed my opinion Ooh, now. Aaron no, Judge would be a bad thing. Now, now is why I've changed Dude. my opinion. No, here's why I've changed my opinion. The reason why I didn't want to sign Aaron Judge before was because I didn't trust him, and I thought we were going to sign him to a massive contract, a really long contract that was going to like take up so much money that we weren't going to be able to sign anybody else. I'm finding out now that the Giants are looking to sign two other huge, big free agents in order to attract this is, Judge. This is why they haven't spent any money That's the last couple years. Yes. They've been stacking and, their bread. We went underneath We went underneath the repeat offenders tax, so now we can go over that for like 10 years. <laughs> and we're all, we're all good. This year we didn't spend we didn't spend enough money, right? We, we lost the contracts of like, we lost Buster Posey, we lost Johnny Cueto, um, we lost a couple other contracts. Gosman. That, that, yeah, Gosman. We freed up a ton of money. We didn't spend it at all. We are about to spend that shit. So we're we're gonna get Aaron Judge. We're gonna get Trey Turner. We're gonna get Carlos Correa. Fuck it, he can play third. We're gonna get Jacob Degrom. We're gonna get Noah Syndergaard if he plays well tomorrow. <laughs> we're getting everyone. 
I'm hella excited. I'm yeah. really excited. I, just, I, I hope we have a great, a big off season. That's all I wanted to say. We hope we have a really big off season. Off season. Yeah. Well, the World Series at hand, though, uh, it is one to one. Astros are still probably the better team, but the Phillies did their job by winning one of their games on the road. So now they have now they have home field advantage. They have three games in a row at home. Um, and you know they they got to win. They got to win two of them. Uh, they got to win at least two. Um. I am pulling for the Phillies. Obviously, you know why I won't be rooting for the Astros, but here's a here's an interesting tidbit of Greenberg lore. Um, I was a big Phillies fan from 2008 to 2012 because my dad's a big Phillies fan, and I can still name all the starters from the 2011 Philadelphia Phillies. I have a question, Greenberg. Yes. Who played left field for the 2011 Philadelphia Phillies? Uh, left field? Yes. It was Dominic Brown. Trust. I don't even know who that is. I believe you. Yeah, it was Dominic Brown because Shane Victorino played in center and Hunter Pence played in right. Who was the catcher? Carlos Ruiz. Who was the first baseman? Ryan Howard. Oh, I knew that. Yeah. Wait, wait I know I know the shortstop, was Chase Utley. Nope, he or played, he played sec- second. He played oh. second. Damn it. I don't know. Who was the third baseman? Uh, Placidico Polanco. Who was the shortstop? Jimmy Rollins. Jimmy Rollins. Yeah. All right, okay. okay. And, our, and the starting rotation was nuts. We had... Roy Halladay, mm-hmm. uh, Cole Hamels, back when he was nice. Sorry. Cliff Lee, Roy Oswalt, Vance Worley, Joe Blanton, and then in the bullpen we had Ryan Madsen and Jonathan Papelbon. Oof, we were gross that year, um, and we ended up losing in the NLDS to the St. Louis Cardinals. The Chris Carpenter St. Louis Cardinals. I still remember he pitched a complete game shutout in Game Five of the NLDS. To knock out the Phillies. And that was the last time they made the playoffs until this year. So, we're back. So, every year that the Phillies have made the playoffs, I've been a massive Phillies fan. Just, you know, when the Phillies decided to take their 11-year playoff hiatus, I decided to take my 11-year fandom hiatus. Um, I have a question. Yes. Who plays shortstop for the Phillies? Right now? Yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> I think it's Alec Bohm. Or it's, or it's uh, what's his name? Stott. Stott. Bryson Stott. Wouldn't it's either Bohm or Stott. They play on the left side of the infield. And then there's Segura, who plays Gene Segura? second. Yeah. I thought he was short. No, I think he's second. Mm. Um, yeah, no, no. He made, Yeah, he fucked up. He was second base. Um, first base, Reese Hoskins. Yes, I, I know Hoskins. Yes, I know Reese Hoskins. I know Nick Castellanos. JT Romuto. Real Muto, yeah. Uh, Kyle Schwarber. Harper, obviously Bryce Schwarber, Harper. yep. This is a good team. team. Yeah, it's a good, good team. team. Um and here's the thing, like, you know, if this were the NBA, I don't think that team's good enough to play in the finals. But in the MLB, baseball, it, yeah, that's baseball. You know, that, that, that a team that good is good enough to play in the finals. Um, yeah, um, I think that the 2011 Phillies are better than both these teams, but that was 11 years ago. That. Yeah, I would agree. <laughs> that's, that was 11 years ago. Um, anything you would like to say about the World Series? Um, yeah, just that I am also rooting for the Phillies. And I'm rooting for the Phillies because it's a really cool underdog story. Yeah. Um, and well, I also like, just root for the Phillies. The Phillies are cool. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't have any reason to root. You know who is nice, though? Fucking Jordan Alvarez. That guy is insane. Bro. Like, just wa- you watch him in the bat in the box. He just, like, first of all, he takes every ball. He doesn't swing at balls. Anytime he makes contact, that shit is flying yeah. off the bat. I mean, and, he's really good. And he can hit it anywhere. Like, he'll yeah. hit it anywhere. So, yeah, that's right. He, he, he's cool. But I, I like the Phillies. Um... Hoping for the Phillies to win. All right. 
Who, who do you think will win? What, let's hear your prediction. The Astros are going to win this thing in six games, maybe five. Interesting. So you don't you don't think the Phillies get it done? At I home? I definitely think they're going to lose tomorrow. Um, I think I don't know who's going to start the game after that. I think then it who's gets starting for Houston tomorrow? Uh, I did know this, but I don't anymore. Someone good, I think. Yeah. Um, I don't think they're going to get done tomorrow. I don't. I think uh, on Tuesday, I don't know who's going to be able to start for the Philly. Uh, Wednesday, that gets interesting because you'll probably have Aaron Nola on the mound. Yeah, because the, the Phillies got two great you got, starters. You'll have, you'll have Nola against Verlander. Nola against Verlander, that's true. Who's the Phillies' other really good starter? Wheeler, Zach Wheeler. Zach Wheeler, yes. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I just I would say I really think it's gonna be five or six games. I think that the Astros are much better. Yeah. Um, I think it's gonna be. I I do think the Phillies are winning two at home. Um, so I think it's gonna be Phillies in six, Phillies in seven, or Astros in seven. Um, and because of that, I, I'm a I'm a big believer in in, in home field. Uh, like like these 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 Phillies these Phillies are they're they're riding the wave. The Phillies are riding the wave right now, and it's going to be lit in Philly. Like it's just one of those things, you know. It's like they're doing it for the culture, Um, and so I think, I think Philly's got enough gas left in the Cinderella tank, Um, and that's why I'm going Philly. All right, Um, moving on to the NBA. Yeah, we don't. I don't think we talk about this enough on our podcast. Yeah. So (laughs) we got giving the NBA some much needed attention. We are very short into the NBA season, so. Don't have that much to say, um, but our Golden State Warriors are currently three and four. Um, Which some not bad great. losses too. Yeah, we lost to the Charlotte Hornets. We've lost to the Detroit Pistons. Um, lost some. Who else was um, Our first loss was to the Nuggets. That's an that's an okay loss. Yeah. Um, who was our second loss to? That was to the. Um, the Suns. Suns. That's also we 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 got blown. We kind of got blown out by them though. Yeah. Um. But we also have we also have wins against the we we have a win against the Heat, which is a good win. That was a good win. The Heat are also kind of stinking it up. Yeah, that's true. The Heat the Heat are kind of kind of falling apart. But um. Yeah. Basically, so far the Warriors have given up in these games. Um. One hundred nineteen. One hundred nine. One hundred twenty eight. One hundred twenty five. That one hundred nineteen was from a preseason game. Oh. Okay. But uh. Um, yeah, 123. Yeah, no, no, that's us. Oh, yeah, 109. Yeah, yeah, 109. 128, 125, 134, 110, 113, and 128. Terrible. And instead of that, 113, it was 120. Yeah, 120. Um, so, yeah, terrible defense. Warriors have been giving up probably averaging like 115 points per game. I think more. Yeah, and it has been – it's not looked good either. Um, our offense has been good. I think Steph Curry is getting like – 33 a game something like that right now who's playing great playing great um and honestly like the shooting has been good yeah 122 again we're giving up 122 a game yeah that's ridiculous which is it's gotta be worse is that worse than the nba uh it is second worst to a team we will talk about a little bit later the brooklyn nets yeah so we just need to get that back on track i I, you know i think that a steve kerr team is always going to be a good defensive team and I don't think he's gonna let it slide. So yeah. uh, Draymond, as long as Draymond's around, we're gonna coach up these youngins. Yeah. I think that Andrew Wiggins is probably gonna have to play a better role. Um, 
and Draymond's probably going to have to step it up on that side. That's all yeah. I have to say. I am not too concerned going forward. Um, I'm just not. I think we're just going to win. Yeah, I think I think uh, the only thing the only thing that worries me is uh, whoever we play at the two is probably not going to be good at defense. Um, yeah. Just because Poole is not good at defense and Clay is, you know, an ACL and an Achilles injury removed from being good at defense. Um, but at the end of the day, the Warriors are still the Warriors. Um, and they won a championship last year with not great defense at the two. Um, I think it's just urgency. I think the Warriors are still on cruise control, and I think they are unconcerned with. I think they're going to be unconcerned with themselves until you know New Year's. Totally, give and, or take. And, and it, Kerr, it, Kerr had even mentioned that going into the season, they weren't ready yet. Like there were these, the veterans were not fully ready to start taking on mm-hmm. full minutes, and. Look at Andre Iguodala. He's not going to play for like another few weeks. So these guys, they had a long playoff run and a long enjoyment afterwards. Yeah. And we're the Warriors are just not ready yet. Um, yeah. So and I think I, yeah, I, I think it's around. just I think it's just going to depend on when this team wants to, you know, play with urgency. Um, and it it, it it's diff like it, there's a mental fatigue in being so good. You know, like this is going to sound pretty entitled. Uh, there's mental fatigue in being so good for so long. You know, it's just like. How can I convince myself to care in Game Seven of the regular season in Detroit when I already have four rings and I already know, and I already know my team is going to be good? But you know, it's like, but but you, you got to be careful because um, that that you know once you start settling for that kind of stuff, the longer you know the the longer this slide kind of goes, the harder it's going to be to break out of. Um, and I'm not saying we're at the point where we need to panic yet, but I think it's something we need to keep on our radar. I yeah, it's just going to depend on when. Kerr wants to crack down and say like, all right, this is this this bullshit's gone on too long. Um, I don't think we're at that point yet, but I I would rather I would rather Kerr crack the whip sooner than he needs to rather than later. Um, and as a Warriors fan, I, I want to see them winning. Yeah, a team though that has fallen off, <laughs> and I don't yeah. think that I don't think that they're gonna get it yeah. back. Um, pretty much no chance for a championship. We love to talk about them. It's Los Angeles Lakers. One in five to this point. They won their very first game today, and they went crazy. It was yeah. hilarious. Oh, my God. These guys actually acted like they won a championship. Like, <laughs> they're, they're fucking, like, jumping around in the locker room. Which is so embarrassing. Like, they dumped water all over their coach, and they're one in five. Like, <laughs> their first Poverty win. franchise, bro. Yeah. So, this year, the Lakers are worse than they were last year, I believe. Their role players are not good. They don't yeah, have any no. shooting. Their best shooter right now, I think, is Matt Ryan. And their second best shooter is Austin Who got Reed. benched for Sam Ellinger. Nice. <laughs> um, but I think as a team, they're shooting below 30% from three so far. They just have no shooting. Yeah, LeBron not. has not been playing very well. He's, has, he's over four turnovers a game. Um, and Anthony Davis has looked slow as hell. As he all, as he has looked yeah. for the past three years, so yeah. um, it's not looking good for the Lakers. Yeah, no, I mean it's like you 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 look at that team and they're they're not good. Like you look at that roster. You know, obviously yes, you have AD and LeBron, but LeBron, you know, similar to how you know Aaron Rodgers isn't playing good anymore, and Tom Brady's not playing good anymore. You know, it's like how much longer can you rely on a thirty eight year old to to keep playing like a thirty two year old? Yeah, I think you just can't now because it's like the only scenario where LeBron is going to be good. Not really the only scenario, but like if you were to surround LeBron with a bunch of good shooters, 
and good defenders, yeah, you can have a great team. And LeBron is still capable of carrying a team to the finals and to a championship. But if you have a team that can't shoot around LeBron, LeBron is not going to be able to shoot you to win and win after win after win. The man is 38 years old. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Well, he's, and he's always been a serviceable shooter, but he's never been a no, you know, yeah. lights out deadly shooter. You know, and he can get you points, but like, you know, LeBron can get 30, but LeBron is not going to be able to get you a 30 point triple double every single night. Yeah. And it, this team, and that's okay, is only like, going to be able to win yeah. right now with like LeBron James 30 point triple double. So it's just not built very well. I feel yeah. bad for him. The Lakers should trade him. Um, but yeah, you know, the when Lakers it comes down should to it, trade LeBron. I remember, like, I remember, like, in uh, in like twenty, I remember after after LeBron's first season, um, in LA, before they even got AD, they were like they were like, I remember some dude on ESPN brought it up, and then like everyone was like, "How dare you?" You know, like that is unspeakable. That is the stupidest thing that has ever been mentioned on this network. Now it's like, oh yeah, the Lakers should trade LeBron, but it's just like <laughs> it, it's just not practical. Like like how like how do you do that? You know, it's just yeah, it's just yeah. not there's really it's no not team. realistic. But you know, the like thing is, there's no team that wants LeBron for well, his price tag. Right, exactly. Like like the Lakers need more for LeBron than any team is willing to pay. Yeah. Because um, there's no team out there that has the assets to go and compete to to give for LeBron. Yeah, who can, and then who can also that maintain and still be good and still be good enough win. to take on LeBron? Yeah, I'm there's pretty. No sure, yeah, I I think I think we've talked about similar. We we talked about this with KD. During, yeah. the, during the uh-huh. summer, it's like yep, yep, yep. any team that's going to trade for KD would have to give up so much that they can't that they can't win a championship with KD. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, looking at this team right now, I see them as a you know five to ten game below five hundred team, like a thirty to forty win. Yeah. Team. Um, yeah. Which is you know like you look at that like they're not good. They don't they don't like that roster doesn't deserve to be playing playoff basketball. That roster doesn't deserve to be winning more games than it loses. Like. You look at that team, you look at how it's built, and you look at the players behind, you know, AD and LeBron, who are probably not going to play many games this year between age and injury. Of course they're going to be bad. Like, you can't, like, anyone who expected the Lakers to be good was stupid. You know, it's like, how can you expect that team to be good? Facts. All right. Um, do you want to look at the standings now, or do you want to talk about the Nets? I would like to talk about the Brooklyn Nets, because they are also, they have the same record as the Lakers, and they... Last season, we're in a similar boat as the Lakers. They had championship aspirations. They have incredible players, and they stunk it up. And this year, you know, it's like <coughs> I think the media circus has gotten a little bit tired of Brooklyn, and you know, but the media circus can never get tired of LA. Um, but Brooklyn is, you know, just as bad as LA now, and they have players who are just as good as LA. Better. And yeah, probably better. Um, and Brooklyn looks, Brooklyn looks really bad. Ben Simmons looks terrible. He looks yeah. scared to shoot. And, you know, like, here's the thing. It's like, if you're a defense and you know you're playing five on four, you know, and like, like, here's the thing. Like, what makes a good ball handler dangerous is, like, you don't know if he's going to pass or if he's going to, you know, try to score himself. With Ben Simmons, with the ball in his hand, you know what he's going to do. You know he's going to pass. You, you know, so it's like, why bother guarding him? You know, yeah. it's like, when you have the ball in his hands, it's just like, okay, cool. Like, I'm not worried about the guy with the ball in his hands scoring so it's like i'm not even gonna bother defending him yeah it, it's like actually if you ran draymond as your literal point guard yeah like that's that's what it is although draymond has been scoring more than ben simmons yeah you know? um so <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I agree it's it's a really rough situation right now i think this team definitely has a lot more potential though than the lakers just because ben simmons 
he can like this, this is like like clearly a mental thing that's going on yeah like you watch him during these games he's actually scared and he if does, he he, can... i don't think he has the i don't think he like here's the thing like there are physical skills there are technical skills there are athletic skills there are you know all sorts of things that you need to be a professional athlete and you know one of the most important ones is your mentality and i think ben simmons has the mentality nowhere near appropriate for a professional athlete yeah yeah totally like, i don't think he has the mental but then again he hasn't talent. played in two years Clay Thompson didn't play in two years. Yeah, but Clay Thompson's him. Yeah, and Ben Simmons ain't. I, I no, I agree. I'm just saying, like, I think that it might take some time for Ben to like get back to his formal self. I I, I think right now he's actually in the asset. He's I bad. I don't think I, I think don't think he, he will can. be good enough to contribute and be and be a good player for them. I think what we have seen from Ben Simmons ever since that pass out against Atlanta, everything we have seen, including that and since that suggests that he does not have the mental skills and the mental tools to get back to that level. I don't think, you know, no matter how good he conditions himself and no matter how much he sharpens himself during practice and no matter how, you know, like, no matter how good he's in, you know, physical shape, I don't think he has the mentality he needs to get back to the level he was at, and I think that is an inherent characteristic of him. All right. I mean, we're talking about a guy who's 26 years old, you know, because... I would say this is probably true. Like, I, I, I can see in my mind, you know, a player having a mental breakdown and not playing as well as they played before. But this guy is six foot eleven. He still has good dribbling skills. He still is a good passer. And he's still a good defender. Yeah. And I think that at the age of 26, maybe I, th- I think it's going to take some time. You know, I don't think that it's going to be the end of his career. I don't think that Ben Simmons will just be this level of Ben Simmons forever. Um, I guess. I, I just, I, Look, my take, and, and we'll see who's right and who's wrong, because I'm really interested to see how this works out going forward. My take is that I think Ben Simmons is going to get a lot better and uh, it's going to help the team. I don't know. I mean, like, the, the, here's the thing like, Ben Simmons, you know, good Ben Simmons, the only thing he couldn't do was outside scoring, but he was a phenomenal inside scorer. You know, it's like I remember, you know, like prime Ben Simmons was able to, was able to get eighteen a game, mm-hmm. and never you know without shooting outside the paint. You know, and it's like you gotta be you gotta be a really goddamn you know especially too. It's like if you're able to get eighteen a game and you can't rely on your free throws, but you're still scoring inside, you're still going to the basket. You must be a fantastic finisher. And Ben Simmons doesn't have that anymore. And it's like here's the thing: it's like 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 I said earlier, you know, it's like good Ben Simmons. You know, it's like defense. It's like all right, Ben Simmons has the ball. He's either gonna make a really good pass or he's gonna finish at the hoop. But now when Ben Simmons has the ball, it's like Okay, he's looking to pass. I'm totally okay with him shooting, and even if he takes it to the hoop, I'm okay with my center contesting that. You know, it's like, so he's he's so much easier. You know, it's I, like I, Ben I, Ben I Simmons this, could you're unlock. Right. Him. You're right about how he's played so far. You're right. Look, this season so far, he's getting six points per game. Right. Yeah. Seven, but it's like but Ben Simmons. Ben assists. Simmons could unlock a defense before, and now he can't. I, I but we're looking at a six game sample size. All I'm saying is that I think he's gonna get better. Do you not think he's gonna get better? Do you think he's gonna be the best? I think he's gonna get better than this, but I don't think I like I don't see him be you know, it's like I don't think he can be the third best player in the championship team. I don't think this team is gonna win a championship either. <laughs> oh well no, yeah, not even that, but like even if he like I think he can be a f- I think he could start on a championship team, but I don't think he can be a top three player on a championship team. Okay. Alright. You heard it here first. Um, yeah, Kyrie Irving is an anti-Semite. Yeah, I will. Um, I will keep it brief because I do not want to get. Poli- I'm okay being opinionated and I'm okay being political, but I, I like in all honesty, I prefer not to be politically opinionated. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so I will keep this very brief. Kyrie Irving, fuck you. You're what's wrong with this earth. Moving on. All right. Um, yeah, so we just want to go over the standings right now because there are some teams that are kind of out of place. And, yes, you like know, the NFL. Absolutely, like like the NFL. Um, look at the fucking Seahawks. But um, we're kind of thinking, you know, some of these teams are probably going to be better than what we expected, and they've shown that at the beginning of the season. But some of these teams are just playing just better than they are, and they're not going to play this well for the rest yeah. of the year. So a lot of this is coming from the West. Also, yeah, I want, I want to point out one thing real quick. Right now, there are four teams in the Eastern Conference that are above 500. Four. That's pretty well. The Eastern Conference still stinks. Okay, it's been six years. <laughs> All right. Um, in the Western Conference, uh, their number one seed is the Portland Trailblazers. I, I think this is a team that is actually better than people thought because... People forgot for, how good Dame is. Dame is. Dame has come back with a vengeance, and he is playing like Dame. And Anthony Simons has been playing very well. Jeremy Grant has been contributing. Yeah, he's a good piece of that. that. Nurkic is good. Yeah, and Nurkic has been playing well too. It's like the pieces have always in the pieces in Portland have been able to do this before, and I think we just forgot. Like, you know, Portland's always a team that that overperforms. Yeah, and, you know, and they will get to the play, this team that has gotten to the playoffs many times in a stacked Western Conference mm-hmm. that you didn't expect them to. So, They're fighters. Yeah, and and people really were counting them out. Like, this is a team that's going to be tanking this year. This is going to be a team that's not going to make the playoffs. I think that a five and one start for them actually proves that no, this is a team that yeah. is going to be trying as hard as they can, and they'll probably, I think, they'll make the playoffs. Yeah, at the end of the year. I yeah, I, I agree. Um, like Port, I mean, Portland is always a team that's a little bit more dangerous in the regular season than they are in the postseason. Oh yeah, I, I think they're going on in the first round. Yeah, but, yeah, exactly. Like at the end of the day, like let's not get too like. But I, the fact they're, that they're, they're not contenders they yet. would get to the playoffs is more impressive than what we thought about them at yes, the beginning of the year. I wouldn't have expected that at all. Now. Right. I think that that's the expectation. If you're a Blazers fan, you're probably thinking Chip right now, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. Um, I would be thinking if I was a Blazer, I man, you know, what yeah. else do you think about? Oh, whatever. Heroin. Yeah. Um, Sorry for anyone who's. A Blazer <laughs> fan. That was a joke. Um, another two standouts right next to each other, uh, three and four in the West, both the records of five and two, and these were actually tipped to be the, wor- like two of the four or five worst teams in the NBA. The San Antonio Spurs and the Utah Jazz. What's going on with that? Yeah, I think that the Spurs are actually just overperforming. You know, they've they're a team that generally plays with good defense and good good coaching. Good coaching. <laughs> yeah. And, and their and, best players are their coach. They yeah. can their most the valuable basketball score. asset is their coach. But that that kind of leaves them to be like a team that oh you know if you show up to them and you stink you might lose. So I still think that they are one of the worst teams in the league. I don't think I don't believe this five and two start of theirs. Um, but the Utah Jazz, I think, is a little bit different. Of a yes, story. I was about to say, like, I think, I think San Antonio is a, like a, that five and two start is about as fake as a five and two start can be. Utah, Utah, like, and you know, Utah's better than that. Like, or Utah's totally. better than San Antonio. Um, like, I, I don't, I'm not gonna go and say, oh yeah, they're gonna make the playoffs. But they've got pieces who are playing well. Yes. Um, and like, it seems, it doesn't seem sustainable, but it seems more sustainable than what's going on in San Antonio. Yeah, I mean, you know, Colin Sexton has been a player who was able to will the Cavs to wins before, where it's like, your team is trash, but, oh, Colin Sexton might just fucking win this game. Yeah. You, you know, and, and Laurie Mark He did that in Alabama. We had to play with, like, yeah, two other players play, on the court. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and, and Laurie Markkinen... He's playing he great. He proved it last year that he's a good player. The fact that he wasn't available 
you know, I, I, I just think that he has been underrated for a long time. Yeah. Um, he's a good shooter. Like the way he, he got forced out of Chicago, I felt like yeah, like that, they, that like, like they chose like if 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 Chicago had Laurie Markkinen last year and they had to play an injury injured Pat Williams at the four, like yeah, that Chicago team, that Chicago team's got a great starting five. Yeah. So I mean, the Jazz <coughs> have players that are solid. I think they have a player that can actually win you some games, and they have shooters, and that's what you need in this in this league. You need to shoot well. <laughs> the Jazz can shoot. Mm-hmm. Bless you. Thank you. Um. Yeah. I think other than that, I think we have the Clippers. <coughs> yeah, the Clippers are at two and four. A, a slow start. Um, what's notable about that? I think that Kawhi Leonard sat for three straight games on knee management. They said this is a load management thing. I didn't really expect that. You know, after a whole year, right? Well, it's we're like expecting some load. Once you once you start sitting three games in a row, it's like is that load management or you yeah, just hurt? Yeah, like you just <laughs> literally too injured to play. Like, yeah, yeah. So like the point of load management is so you don't have to miss consecutive games in a row. But it's like, and now you're missing three games playing. or else. Like you may, you may as well be hurt. Like, yeah, Kawhi Leonard might just be a playoff player for the rest yeah, of the season. He just doesn't play in the regular <laughs> season. Um, but yeah, I think they'll probably turn it around. Yeah. Hopefully, he plays some more games. Um, yeah, I believe. Yeah, they'll, they'll be good. That, that's a fake two and five. Right. Out east, uh, the only two teams that really stand out to me, uh, you know, like I said, there are only there are only four teams that are above five hundred. But the teams that are underperforming, Philadelphia at three and four, and Miami at two and five. Uh, are either of those teams teams to you know like to worry about to worry about like or uh, you know with Miami Kyle Lowry has really taken a step back and that's been very apparent right and Miami's a, t- a kind of team that's like you know it's like the Warriors like if if they if they start three and four you can justify that as being like oh yeah you know what they're a team they're gonna they're gonna have nights off because they don't care anymore because of like mental fatigue. They're a team that's not going to go out and try to win every game. Like Miami, it's like they don't really have that excuse. You know, like Miami, well, they're going to try to win every game. We know right, exactly. We we know we know Miami's going to try to be their best. Nice. Oh, man. Try to be their best. I forgot that it was recording. <laughs> you forgot that we were recording. I mean, I just kind of thought we were just like talking. Like, <laughs> he's he's, he's very comfortable around me. I am. Um, but no, but like Miami's like a team that like you know it's like if if this is happening like then that must mean that there's a there, there, that there's a problem. You know, like uh, you know, I don't know. I, I'm I'm not sure about that. I'm not saying they say can't click. Miami, I'm not saying they can't problem. click, but like, what's their excuse? You know. I mean they they played the Warriors. That's true. That's one loss. <laughs> hey shit, man. That's true. Uh, <laughs> like I don't know. I, I I don't know. I think they'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah I do. I do too. But it's Jimmy, like Jimmy too. It's like he's another player. It's like you know he's not he, gonna try every game. Like they're gonna I don't work know. On, I kind of disagree with that. I think Jimmy for the regular like, season, bro. Jimmy does not. Jimmy, that's Jimmy, true. Jimmy picks and chooses when he wants to go off. I guess. And I think right now the the goal for the Heat is to start clicking all around. Um, and honestly, like with the way Kyle Lowry's played, it's probably going to be, hey, man, you got to go to the bench or something like that. Wow. That's what I think. Um, yeah. Um, I, 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 I do actually think you're right about Jimmy Butler. But, like, just the, the thing, you know, like like the, that Heat culture is like a, a win-every-game kind of – they're a win-every-game kind of team. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like the, the Warriors aren't. Um, mm-hmm. you know, um, and so it's like it when when you're that kind of team and then you're losing games, it's like, well, you can't really blame you know. It's like oh, you know, it's like it, it's it's whatever. Like, like you you don't really have that excuse in Miami. I'm not I'm not saying they like you know. I'm not saying they're doomed. I'm not saying they. I I, I do think that they'll click and they'll turn around. Obviously, yeah. but I'm just saying, um, like keep an eye on Miami because like the problems they're having, I you know, it's like. I think that they are unexcusable enough to the point where it's like you got to keep it on your radar, you know. Okay, yeah, I I just want to 
just see some Kyle Lowry stats. Kyle Lowry right now is getting 12.4 points per game, um, shooting 35% from the field. Not, not good. Not ideal, yeah. But he's looking thick while he does it. Yeah, he caked up, though. Um, Philadelphia, um, I feel okay about them because Harden's playing great. Um, And Bede played like garbage, or not garbage, but Bede did not play well the first couple games. But they started 0-3, and they're now 3-4. and So in their last four games, they're 3-1. and mm-hmm. um, So they're turning it around. Um, and, you know, it's like we know Embiid, we know Embiid is going to be good because he's in, the prime, like, he's, he's in the prime of his career and he's going for an MVP. He's trying to take that next step. Like we know, we know Embiid's, you know, like we know what we're going to get out of Embiid. We didn't really know what we were going to get out of Harden, but it looks like we're getting a better version of James Harden. Um, and so, like, it, you know, as long as you have those two components – I don't think there's reason to worry in Philadelphia. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. I think James Harden has played uh, pretty much as well as we can expect him to play. I just looked up. He's getting about 22 points per game. That's it? Him. Yep. I thought he was getting more than that. Are you um, sure that's not last year? No, it was this year. I'll show you. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah right. 21.6 points per game. He's getting nine assists, though. Yeah. That's pretty great. Um, and he's shooting 43% from the field. I thought he was doing better than that, honestly. Wait, let's see, let's see. Let me make sure I'm right about this. Yeah, 43.5% from the field, which is good for James Harden um, yeah, she's never from the field. You know, yeah. it's it's pretty good for, for what we've seen recently from James Harden. Yeah. We're not talking about MVP James Harden here. You know, we think we understand that. But James Harden has played better than a lot of people expected him to play this year. Um, and if you get a player who's, who's getting you 22 points per game shooting decently from the field while playmaking, you know, he's going to help you out. Yeah. Um, so it's a positive asset. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not worried about the Sixers. I think the fact that they have gone on a little win run, you know, they've won two in a row now. I think it's showing, uh, you know, that is still a team that's going to be a a decent seed in the Eastern Conference yeah. this year. Also, yeah, their, their their first couple games were also really difficult too. Um, like I think they had to play Boston game one, yeah. and then Milwaukee game two. Yeah. And then they did lose to the Spurs, though, which is, which is yeah, yeah. you should not be losing to the Spurs. Um, and then their fourth loss came to the Raptors. Um, Raptors yeah, I mean, are good, Raptors are good team. schedule, it's like, look, they've lost to the Celtics, they lost to the Bucks. they took an L to the Spurs, they probably shouldn't have done that. Yeah, that's an L. <laughs> um, they beat the Pacers, they lost to the Raptors, they beat the Raptors. Yeah, but, and then, beat, you know, it's like going one... And that makes sense. Like, like going that, one and one against the Raptors. Yeah, going as one, good as the Sixers. Like, that's a, yeah, the yeah. Raptors are a team. That is a very teamy team. They are all... <laughs> that a, is a team. They are teammates. <laughs> yes. <on that> and <laughs> then they beat the Bulls. Yeah. So. Yeah, like going one and one against the Raptors, you know, that's fine. Um... And yeah, and then you beat Chicago. Um, like, like really, like I think the only big difference is like that that loss to the Spurs is like you know the really you know it's like yeah they shouldn't have done with, that. without without that Philly feels completely different about their season. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean three and four with with losses to the Bucks and the Celtics. You mean four and, and three? the Raptors? I mean yeah, four and three with losses to the Bucks, Celtics, the Raptors. You feel pretty good. Yeah, yeah, you do. Um, so really, really that that loss against the Spurs is like the only like oh my god, uh, moment for my them. My goodness, golly me. Right. Um, but you know I. <laughs> Yes, um, that's that's really all I have to say about Philadelphia, and I think that's really all I have to say about uh, this festive period in American yeah. sports. Yeah, happy Halloween, everyone. Yeah, happy Halloween, guys. Is, we've actually been in costume the whole time. <laughs> I'm dressed as a dentist. What are you dressed as? What am I dressed as? Um, I'm dressed as a as a uh, 19-year-old Jewish person. When Fuck in reality, Kyrie. in reality, I'm a 20 year old Jewish person. <laughs> yeah, that speaks volumes about you know. <laughs> I am a, I am protesting Kanye yes Kanye West and uh, Kyrie Irving by being myself for Halloween. As a dentist, I'm protesting Ryan Greenberg. <laughs>
Not All cool. Right, Not cool, dude. <laughs> Thanks for listening to. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Unentitled Sports. That's episode ten, baby. Yeah. Um, Cheers to that. Yeah. Congrats on ten episodes. Uh, for... If you've made it this far, we're not going to give you any money. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Because last time we actually... Yeah, like... we could give you $10 for our 10th episode, or you could just piss off. Yeah, but what do you want to do? Do you want to do something? Um, I was thinking I would have rather done it in the middle of the episode, because at, at if we keep doing it at the end of the episode, people are just going to yeah. skip to the end and put a code word. So, uh, you know what? All right, you just time. listened to the whole episode just waiting for the code word. The code word is fuck you. There is no code word. Um, get bent, but there will be a code word in the middle of next episode. So that's why you got to come back and listen next time. Yes. All right. See you later.